you having fun just staring from across the room you've got to stretch your stuff and i'll show you just what to do now you gotta dance gotta make your advance you gotta show you've got the guts i gotta move that'll make them swoop and it's called the two-step strut now dance with me Coming soon to a field for near you, it's the Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Count Lovula, and I'm joined as always by my ghost, the Love Keeper. Hello, I'm the Love Keeper, and I keep all the love for myself. I am a selfish, selfish vampire. You know, I'm going to cede the rest of my time. The blood is mine. (laughs) The blood is mine and nobody else's. It is all mine. Very glad you're shouting during one of my edits. (laughs) Just, you know what? Scene. 10 out of 10 improv there, Madison. Way to yes the bit. (laughs) It's called yes and not no but. It's called yes and not yes. I don't you know, know what, what to you know end. What? I'm still in the bit. I'm still in the bit. I didn't give up. Look at me anding. Look at me anding. I'm anding so hard right now. <laughs> and and, <laughs> I'm anding it up. Andy, Andy, anding. This is Madison's one-man or whatever, one-person improv show where they play all the characters. It's really just improvised monologues for a while. Knock, knock, knock. Who's there? Who's there? No, it's one oh, person. Of course. Uh, it's me. You be the audience. I'm part of the show. Who's there? Penis. It's the milkman. No suggestion yet. No suggestion. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right, now suggestion. Penis. All right. Ooh, I want some milk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got some milk for you mm-hmm. in this carriage of milk bottles that I carry around with me. Uh, put me in your carriage. Mm-hmm. I'll put it in your care. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Now you're getting blue. We run a okay, family okay. show here. Jesus Christ. Um, Seriously, I- improv classes. That's what the first Patreon stuff is going to go to once we start a Patreon. <laughs> Madison, welcome to the Love Day. It's Valentine's Day this week. I think maybe even the day we're releasing this. She blinded me with vampires. She blinded me with vampires. vampires. <laughs> We're Jesus. really punchy already. We're yeah, really this, punchy this already. This movie was just so bad. Yeah, I mean, what are we going to, like, I'm really interested in the in the Valentine's Day sequel we're going to make to this children's now, movie. Now, here's the thing, though. We, I, I, I have to remind you this every year. It doesn't have to be a Valentine's Day themed sequel. Because Dracula sure. Untold wasn't a Valentine's Day themed sequel. It was sub, like subvertedly though, right? Like, oh yeah, I mean, I, obviously, obviously, everybody was in love and fucking, but like, yeah, yeah, we left with we implied that. <laughs> um, Dracula, love and fucking it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that is the strongest case I've ever heard for us for doing Dracula dead and loving it. <laughs> yeah, right. Love, love and fucking it. But we don't. That doesn't mean we don't have to do Valentine's Day. I'm just saying we don't have to. It's not like Christmas in space where we backed ourselves into doing a space sequel to just another Christmas. It could be any kind yeah. of movie. For the new listeners, we're doing a vampire movie for Valentine's Day because, as we've established previously in uh, Christmas Chronicles 2, Reign of Krampus, the avatar of Valentine's Day is Dracula. Yes. No further questions. <laughs> 
not Cupid. Just no. went over, like passed over Cupid in that con- in that thought at all. It is in fact well, what used to be Cupid, but Dracula killed Cupid and then took his uh, took his uh, throne. Uh, just gonna throw this out there. Not canon. No further questions. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so this movie, what'd you think? It's bad. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. It's, it's pretty bad. I think Jonathan Lipnicki, <clears throat> Jonathan Lipnicki, mm-hmm. they caught him. I think they did like. <laughs> I think you were fine. I think that was the end of the sentence anyway. I think they caught it. I think they caught him. They caught him at a very certain window in his in his young acting career where he did like a bunch of movies mm-hmm. and um, really trying to catch on to the like, oh, he's so cute. Oh, yeah. he's so adorable. He was meant to be uh, precocious and adorable. And yeah, he needed literally any other haircut. You're right. I think I had this haircut when I was a kid. Actually, I can see that. Like, it's not like it's bad. It's bad for him. I think his forehead's too high. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm I'm critiquing the appearance of a child. That's fucked up. But the only, the only thing I I'm going to say is he has also old like Benjamin Franklin glasses, which I don't think yes, helps he him does. either. That's more yeah. about the glasses than his appearance. I think that's probably like a choice, right? Like I think it's a cho- like it adds to not like maybe his choice. One day he knew he was going to play Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Maybe we we need to make a Benjamin Franklin biopic and it starred Jonathan Nicky. I don't know what the sequel would be. I have no idea what what that would be of like. But this season on you must remember this Jonathan Lipnicki's quest to become Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, um, but I feel like uh, we talked about the movie enough. I don't. I don't think so. Oh, I mean, okay. there's really not a lot to talk about. Um, hmm. besides that. I don't think we're going to like reference the stone or Rooker no at to. all. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Rooker is dead as far as I can yeah, tell. The man that his father killed. Yeah. The man that his father killed. I to mean, save. Yeah. I mean, well, he did. No, no. I'm going to say I'll throw this out there. Little Vampire 2 Sins of the Father is a pretty Sins good the, title. <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm still pushing for dead and fucking it. Um, but <laughs> I, that has to be. I mean. I Actually, know. you know it what? Has to be. Edit. No, 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 no. We're not doing dead and fucking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Era porn. Um, no, I don't know. It just there's nothing here that feels like. I mean, it's it's our brief. There's no reason there should be a sequel to this. Yeah. And there's nothing really to grab onto for a sequel. So like, it's going to be a little bit hard. But I think it is based on a book, like a children's book. Mm-hmm. Um, that like obviously probably got expanded on uh, for this movie maybe um but it's it's just bad yeah it's just not good it has like some weird campy like sound effects too like this it has some like multiple multiple instances of slide whistle so it is wild to me that richard e grant is in this movie who's that the dad he's just like a very well respected british actor i mean a lot of stuff um he did look familiar. You know who he actually kind of looked like to me? He looked like Chris Harrison, the guy who uh, stars in The Bachelor. He's the host the, of The Bachelor. The guy who stars in The Bachelor. The host, uh, the host and producer of The Bachelor. I thought he looked a lot like Chris Harrison. Uh, he was classic Loki and Loki. For the record, I'm just going backwards through his IMDb page. He's just oh been gosh. in a lot of stuff. He was like classic Loki, like the old yeah. guy. Yeah. 
Old British oh. Loki. He was Shiver in the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Oh, he's yeah. Seifert in the Hitman's Bodyguard. As big Ryan Reynolds fan, I'm sure you were big into that one. He was he was Cipher from The Matrix. <laughs> yes, he was that Cipher was from The Matrix. That was the same. That was the same guy. He's Isambaro from Game of Thrones. Never watched it. Uh, I'm going to go farther back. Most of his more classic stuff people will know him from. Uh, anyway, he's in stuff. He's like a well-respected British actor. Oh, you mean the dad? Yeah. The vampire dad. Yeah. Oh, he was the dad. Oh, you're talking about the dad, uh, Lipnicki's dad? Lipnicki's dad. And I'm like, that's the guy who looks like Chris Harrison to me. Okay, yeah, I see that. that. I 100% agree with you there. Well, Richard E. Grant, he's the dad in About Time, right? No, that's Bill Nye. Oh, that's Bill Nye. Oh. Actually, though, Richard E. Grant is in About Time. He's one of the two actors in the play who forget their lines. Oh, he's, really? He's Funny. the not Uncle Vernon actor who forgets their lines in About Time. Oh, so, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. Small world. Yeah. I, mean, I think he's probably in a lot of like Love Actually. He's probably in those and, and whatnot. But yeah. long story short, too late, I was just kind of surprised to see him in this. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a throwaway movie. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. anybody like really shined besides Lip Nicky. That's what sucks sort of about these like kind of children's <laughs> movies that like. You thought Lip Nicky shined in this movie? I mean, he is the best part because he's just adorable, right? Like that, he had, like this movie was made to for him to be adorable in, and that's why people go to see it. Like, I don't think people wanted to go see this movie because it's oh, it's a vampire kids movie. Like, it's because Lip Nicky is just adorable in it, right? Like, I mean, sure. Like, I mean, he. I mean, like every every line he has is just like. Aw, or meant to be played as and like aw. Yeah. Right. I would agree with meant to. I wanted to punt him into the sun many times during this movie. Yeah. I mean, he's doing like he showed up to work and he did what he needed to do. That's fair. Right. Like I will yeah. at least grant him the professional courtesy that he did his job. Yeah. He didn't do it well, but No, no. I mean most I child mean, actors don't. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, he did what he was supposed to do in this movie. No. <laughs> we we've danced around this too much already, Madison. It's time to get right down to breast tax. Those parents definitely fucked. All four of those parents definitely, definitely fucked. A lot. A lot. Like it was wild how they were both standing there openly, just deeply horny for the other vampire parent. And then like uh-huh. also he stood up to his British boss and the wife was like, Cool, now we're also gonna have sex. Like let's just all have sex together. Yeah. Um a lot of bedroom eyes. Mm-hmm. A lot of um Yeah. I the the whole moment at the end, um, there's just like a very slight undertone, you know, when like you don't know if like after the vampires become mm-hmm. human or whatever, um, that they don't know if they remember them and then they do the whistle thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the parents like you can definitely see like uh, the dad whisper to the mom being like, I hope they remember us. They know we're supposed to have sex later. They say that full sentence mm-hmm. like they're like, if you can read his really lips, w- you hear it like it's, it's not a thing that you can hear, but if you can read his lips. You yeah. definitely pick up on it. He also says, I'm auditioning for the host of Bed the Bachelor. <laughs> I know that they don't have their memories, but I hope they're here for the right reasons. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, I'm going to transition into bits now, unless you have anything else you really want to talk about in this movie. Not really. Okay. Um, it's very bland story. Uh, to give it a two sentence uh, synopsis, vampires need Jim to become human. Lipnicki helps them find Jim kills kills van helsing mm-hmm. dad kills van helsing i think that's three 
three sentences, but well, a little more than two sentences. I have some letterbox reviews here from the movie reviewing website and or some people's social media website letterboxed. Our first review comes from Trash, who has a pro rating. Uh, they gave this two and a half stars. The Vampire Kids sexually awakened me as an eight-year-old. Also, this is one oh. of my earliest memories of shipping because I shipped the Vampire Kid with the Human Kid. Yes, I still haven't visited my therapist in four months. End of review. Oh my God, a lot of a lot of reviews here about how the kids were in love, the parents were in love, and fucking all of the kids were in love with each other. What kids were hot to them as kids? It was a weird. This is weirdly weird. A movie of a lot of people just being like, I was horny for that kid as a child. Uh, our next review comes from Haiku Dan, who has a patron rating. I found another one, Madison. It's not Jaybird, but uh, Haiku Dan is now on the scene. Vampire Cattle Ooh. and Richard E. Grant Steel Show from Swinging Parents. End of review. So it is a general, like, internet, like, yeah. internet oh, thought that I, the parents I are fucking. I cannot stress to you how every comment regardless of whether they were for or against this movie either talked about the parents were definitely fucking how hot they were for either of the parents how as a child they were hot for any of the other child actors i mean this was a deeply horny movie for children apparently yeah it's wild hot hot for the parents maybe the mom like nikki's mom oh the, the mom for sure she also had like the like the most kind of wild dress like, like, cause there's one, t- there's one instance where she was like in this like ball gown thing. And then like another one where she was in this like red bowling t-shirt. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. who is the wardrobe <laughs> department for you? Like what? It, get or, you a woman who can do both. Get you a woman that can do both. <laughs> it's just like, they went to like the, the Goodwill to find it, all the, all the costumes for this movie. Um, can I also talk about something that like, now that we're talking about the parents a little bit, the, a big problem with this movie is they set it in Scotland and through the entire fucking thing, do they shit mm-hmm. on Scotland like forever? Like, like, it's so like, funny. I don't under, I don't understand what they're saying or whatever. Granted, the the babysitter does have the like thickest like Scottish accent, but it's just. I'll put a clip in of the babysitter because it is the most cartoonish Scottish accent. Oh, Mr. Thompson, I'm sorry to bother you, but I didn't know what to do. What? There's no way you're enough everywhere. It is, yeah. She's like, I don't understand what you're saying. Speak English, which is offensive, but like, yeah, um, Yeah. it is wild how the movie is set in Scotland, and every they spend the whole movie just dunking on every Scottish person in this movie. I'm just like, why did they need to set it in Scotland? The book probably was. I mean, yeah, I'm just like, if you're just gonna shit on everybody there for laughs, I guess, just for laughs, just to shit Mm -hmm. on Scottish people, um, (laughs) wild. But anyway, I have one last review, uh, and it's not of the movie, but it's not the the kind that you hate. Andrew, with a pro rating, gave this movie one star. Jonathan Lipnicki went to my synagogue and would show up to religious school wearing $8,000 watches and jewelry. End of review. Damn. So their one star review for The Lost Vampire was just to out Jonathan Lipnicki as an, as an absolute baller, I guess. Lipnicki's wallet was thicky. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, no. No, that was awful. It was bad. I think I think thicky is what really. Ugh. It's that unfortunate thing where like kids like who, especially kids who get famous, mm-hmm. right? Like just have all this money. This is something you like a bunch of 
this happens in the athletes too, like a mm-hmm. lot where they get a bunch of money, then they just start spending it a lot on stuff. And then like, eventually they don't have any anymore because like yeah. there's, there's no control. Um, Jonathan Lipnicki walked so Justin Bieber could run. Exactly. Uh, Jonathan Lipnicki could uh, walked so uh, Justin Bieber could uh, spit on a bunch of fans one time uh, from a balcony. Uh, (laughs) Justin Bieber is a piece of shit. Um, Jonathan Lipnicki wore $8,000 watches to Sunday school so that Justin Bieber could spit on his fans from a balcony. Yeah. Jesus. Anyway, Um, that's the end of the reviews. What's that? What's that? Come, all ye faithful, joyful, and gamers. <laughs> God, I can't believe the Ready Player One Christmas special came out already. Jesus, I want that. I want that to happen. I believe well, after there's n- there's not a sequel movie yet. Yeah, I know. Ready Player Two is on the docket. Welcome, welcome to the the carnival. Hey, car, relax. Hello, I have some wonderful news. Oh, yeah. Cargamel's pregnant. Cargamel's <laughs> pregnant. Well done. Congratulations. Yeah. In yeah. uh, about like. Mm-hmm. Trying to decide the appropriate amount of length for how long we can keep this bit going. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Six uh, weeks. Is six, is six weeks when Avengers happens? Oh, I don't know. As we all know, Cargamel's race, uh, Cargamax race takes a gestational week off for the avengers yeah in roughly two to three months she's gonna sure. have <laughs> well, allow it. in roughly two to three months, she's gonna spew at least Ooh. 20 more you can't talk about your wife like that that's what we do we spew uh-huh. uh, she's 20 gonna spew more 20 more kids yeah she's we're already coming up with names 37 children that's true i've never asked you your children's names i just asked to say hi to them individually that's true. I think we are. We think we did name them, didn't we? Uh, well, maybe, maybe we I didn't. Don't I don't think I so. I don't know. I don't remember the lore. <laughs> I didn't even believe your children would have 17 distinct voices, let alone 17 different names. <laughs> anyway, I'm here to play a carnival bit. Carglax. Yeah. Um, and uh, to help me come up with some new names, um, I uh, um, commissioned a new game oh, yeah? uh, for, for it. Um, you know, at here at the carnival, we love celebrities mm-hmm. and I really want, um, uh, there to be a, so my next, my next kids to be named after celebrities, um, after associating with you all, um, mm-hmm. and with all the Madison's clones about, um, we really want to, um, you know, if we hear like, oh, Hey, Morgan Freeman's at the, at the carnival of bits, like I really? think the actual Morgan Freeman is here. Right. Oh, right. I'll but draw it's just in more my, attention and it just gotcha. drawing more attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, I commissioned one of the, uh, the Madison clones to make a new game. Um, and here, here is that Madison clone. Okay. Good evening. Oh, Madison clone, dark husband of the midnight. Nice to meet you. Welcome. You heard me at the beginning of the episode. Oh, the love keeper. Okay. I am the love keeper. That is one of my names. But what I am also called is the Riddle Vampire. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
Let him who hath understanding reckon the name of the Madison clone, for it is a human name. His name is the Riddle Vampire. Yes, I am a a connoisseur of riddles. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also a creator of riddles, specifically okay. riddles that involve celebrities. Okay. I am the Riddle Vampire. Flap, 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 flap. So, this wonderful, creepy, fruitful game I have. Adverb vampire pretty soon. Is loosely based off of a riddle game I heard on another podcast called Hey Riddle Riddle, where I am going to read a phrase. And that phrase, after reading the phrase, you have to guess what the celebrity is that I'm trying to get, celebrity name I am Mm -hmm. trying to get you to say. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Yes, I understand. Cool. Riddle number one. James's sausage will need a crutch to stand up against the competitors. Uh... Uh... Um, I, I give up. I, I let me get this one under me so I understand better how to play this game because that meant nothing to me. I, I did the wrong apostrophe for James's, but you understand. I understand it's the sausage that belongs to James. What is another name for James? I will help you out. No, I mean I, I think I've got Jimmy Dean. I'm just trying to decide: is it like a string of names? Because the bit about the crutch to stand up to his competitors. Oh, just just. The sauce, James Dean. It's James Dean. No. Or Jimmy Dean. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, yes, empirically, it's Jimmy Dean. No. So yes. I'm the customer, and I'm always right. What is another I'm sorry, type... Riddle Vampire, can I speak to your manager? No, because this, uh, this bit will last too long if we get the manager out. What is another name for a cane? Oh, sorry, I just said the answer. What is another name for a crutch? Is it Dean Kane? Yes. James Dean Kane? <laughs> no, it's just Kane Dean Kane. Gotcha. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Don't name your kid after Dean Kane though. He's also a piece of shit. He's also a piece of shit. All right. You kinda understand the whole thing. Yeah, I think I, so. It isn't it isn't gonna be like Jimmy Dean Kane. It's gonna just be okay. a, a name of a celebrity. I'm breaking gotcha. the voice. This is a Madison clone coming in, just kind of like Gotcha. Um, That's why I, I got a little aggressive with the Riddle Vampire. I understand if I'm yeah, being you, like, you, you I'm actually, him up. I'm actually the fine. manager, and I'm, I'm the, being I'm ushered the out of the store. So you're kind of giving me the the riddles as I'm being ushered out yeah, of the store. Exactly. I yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's the next, next <laughs> riddle. Uh, you paid your you 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 paid your fee. So uh, we we are going to give you the riddles still. Royal blue is all the rage, but this fork cat drives the fad of royal green. Uh, forest cat would be like a lion or a tiger. Tiger Woods? Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Hello, I'm back. I'm not as mad oh. anymore. Come back. Yeah, I actually I actually owe you an apology. I'm sorry. I, I got out of hand. I heard you got one right, and I got excited. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, ooh, I want, him, I, I want him to keep trying. Gotcha. This one also is very hard. It's, it's heating up. This, these are a little harder. Congress will pass only one when Jesus gets his frank fragrant granules and Mitch McConnell starts ending his sentences like a Canadian. Bill Murray. Yes, correct. Bill Murray. 
Exactly. <laughs> You're getting good at this. Once I realized I had to break it down as like syllables. Or yes, or phonemes. Or what? Phonemes. Is that a word? Phonemes. It's like the sounds and, and words. Oh. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know about that. I've heard like say like things like they say it phonetically. And I didn't know yeah. that there was like a unit to that term. All right. Last one. You're doing good. If you get this one, you get the point. A wicked musical accomplishment would be a career lubricant for many multi-layered rock stars. This is, of course, the wickedly talented Andina Menzel. Incorrect. Oh. Uh, it's something with wicked. Maybe it's not wicked. Maybe that's not. I'll actually tell you it's not wicked. Don't mm, look at good. wicked. I mean, there's something with, like, Grammy. That's a Tony. Tony... Tony Shalhoub. Correct. It is Tony Shalhoub. Multi-layered so, rock stars. So a career lubricant. So it's lube. For many multi-layered oh. rock stars. So shale. shale. Tony Shale lube. Shale lube. Okay. I mean... It was, it was a little out of order. That one isn't the best one, but it is... It's, it is... I, I'm both annoyed a little bit at how like out like you said it's a little bit out there but also how well put together it was like i'm a little bit annoyed Thank about you. it being out there but i'm also very angry at how well put together tony shale lube was thank you thank you <sighs> goodbye <laughs> whoa he just like turned into a pelican and then flied away <laughs> the riddle vampire turns into a pelican yeah weird we're going to need to start a wiki pretty soon. Cause... No, that's for the fans to do. Yeah, what fans? <laughs> All right. Jackson, uh... get on it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's time that we get to the sequel to this. Do you have any ideas for this? The only idea that I have for this is I was thinking that it was a Valentine's Day movie and like, mm -hmm. oh, they're grown up. Um, and Lip Nikki's character is trying to like it could be like sort of a hitch situation you know like mm. the thing is like the family is no longer vampires right so right. it's hard to like where do we get the vampires in right um unless they become vampires again <laughs> maybe it's like a santa claus thing where he like santa claus 2 where he has to get married or they become vampires again i did like there's the idea i sort of jokingly throughout while watching this with jackson of like the whistle and they all turn it's like no we were out you turned us back into vampires the whistle made yeah. us remember we're vampires again mm -hmm. what if doc brown could show up and be like johnny you gotta come with me it's not your kids <laughs> sorry go ahead you were you had a thought that i was interrupting maybe there's something like oh they're gonna turn into vampires again or they're slowly turning into vampires again mm. or maybe something with tony turning into a vampire slowly or mm -hmm. something like that or a werewolf um Ooh. maybe like so after i said all that hear me out mm -hmm. so what if that jewel you know the jewel that they mm -hmm. uh were retrieving they still have it maybe it sits on their mantelpiece like a um like some sort of uh member like memory thing or like a mm -hmm. keepsake right as a mm -hmm. as a time that they um it's time for them to like reflect on their life right Mm -hmm. um someone maybe an evil someone some sort of enemy comes in and curses the town or something or curses that family maybe mm -hmm. it's uh, rooker's like sister or something like that right sure who who is a witch 
maybe, uh-huh. and curses Tony to become a werewolf and curses the uh, family to become vampires again. And the only mm. way to break the curse is for there to be um, some sort of like marriage or something or some sort of like marriage mm. between the two families or something like that. Um, so it could be like a Romeo and Juliet thing or or maybe uh, it could be a uh, Twilight. It could be like maybe a Cyrano the Bergiac thing Mm -hmm. where actually maybe oh the only um the only way to break the curse is to join in uh matrimony with your sworn enemy and the sworn enemies of rudolph's family are the werewolves that live in town and uh rudolph doesn't know how to talk to the the werewolf like daughter so right. tony tony helps him out and is the cyrano or something like that jesus that's that that's my that's my pitch that's my like um it's it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a ridiculous I, I think it's kind of ridiculous but um i only have like two ideas three if we're leading into a van like a, a valentine's day movie mm-hmm. uh the first one is i wrote this down from the end of last week's episode we did talk a lot about owen wilson the biggest vampire um Right, and so that was an idea. I wrote down. I I thought this movie was called The Littlest Vampire for a while. So I wrote down Belittlest Vampire, where Tony grows up to be an insult comic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's really good. That could work with even with the Cyrano de Bergerac idea. Um, Yeah, that's true. He's a fail. He he's a failed insult co- comic. We're probably going to do your idea because the idea of a failed insult comic having to be the Cyrano is uh-huh. Chef's Kiss. Uh, the only other idea I done was Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. <laughs> also, Saint Valentine is a vampire? Question mark. But okay. But that's again, if we want to lean into a Valentine's type thing, we could do that. But mm-hmm. um, honestly, I think your idea has the most heat on it. Okay. But I do want to put in that Tony is has grown up and he's either a somewhat successful or failed insult comic. Okay. Um, I think that's pretty good. What if it's like he, um, I guess like, let's decide how many years later this is. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old Jonathan Lipnicki is now, but I bet he's actually probably like maybe he's in his. About our age. Uh, he's actually, he's older than me. Uh, he's, he, he was born in 1990. So, okay, so he's my um, age. So he's 31. Yeah. October 22nd. We could do it like a little younger. Like maybe they could play a little younger. He or he could be 30. So who cares? And maybe Jonathan Lipnicki uh, has a crush on the owner or hostess of a of a comedy club. Mm-hmm. But he sucks at comedy because it's all like insult based because yeah. he was bullied so much as a kid. Um, yeah. He pro- he's projecting it back on into the world, which is a very mm-hmm. like dark and real shit, uh, toxic masculinity stuff. Or I mean, because uh, Rudolph terrified those two bullies into doing literally anything he said. He got a power trip yeah. and grew up just being able to like talk shit to those people as much as he wanted. And now, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, Either way, one of the two reasons he became an insult comic. Yeah, yeah. Do you think he still lives in? They still live in Scotland. Um, I think so. I mean, because theoretically, that's where the vampire family lives. They'd have to probably still live in Scotland. Also, mm-hmm. the fact that he's a failed insult comic doesn't make me think that he has made it farther than like the town. Maybe he doesn't live with his parents, but mm-hmm. like a shitty apartment in town would probably be the farthest he'd get. Or there could be a bunch of hubris and him and Rudolph moved to L.A. 
And because <laughs> they maybe Rudolph takes the jewel with them. Anyway, we could we could decide that later. So he has a crush, but um, maybe through some means they find out that she's a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, that the um, the jewel thing happens, the curse thing happens somewhat uh, because of Rooker's sister or uh, some villain we we can decide sure. and is cursing them. And they find out the only way to break the curse through like look, studying or looking in the library or something is to have a some sort of matrimony between vampire and werewolf. God. Oh, only when they can share true love. Um, and uh, but it, it becomes this whole thing of like, oh, well, Tony actually loves her or like Tony's actually interested in her and maybe they have interest in each other. But then like he's helping this werewolf, um, this werewolf lady fall in love with Rudolph but maybe Rudolph isn't even really interested in her initially. Um, and she, he actually falls in love with someone else. Like, and it's this whole love square. Yeah. Sex rhombus. Um, it's a sex rhombus. I guess there's the other person he falls in love with also a, a werewolf as it turns out, because that doesn't solve a problem. I know. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe the only, maybe to solve the problem, they turn, mm-hmm. he turns Tony into a werewolf. Or a, ter- a Tony into a uh, Tony into a vampire. So now it's like, oh, there, when there's a, a love between a vampire, I, I think that's I think that's a little out there. But I have a couple ideas that I want to spin at you because I think they uh-huh. play into what you're throwing down. I've also just returned from the 1980s, by the way. That's why my vocab is straight fire. It's totally sick, man. Yeah, very sick. I've got some righteous vibes going here. Duh, <laughs> duh. Gag me with a spoon. I think that Tony does not like the club owner. Like they don't get along. Okay. And there's the whole thing. You're right. Maybe actually Tony and Rudolph have a fight. And in the fight, the gym breaks, which brings back the Mm. curse. That way then it's not like enemy action. We don't have to have a villain in it. The villain is their confrontation. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I just, that's the most pretentious thing I think I've ever said in my life. But that way then it's like a, Oh no, this happened. And now the gym's gone. Like it's not like we can't use it again. Also 297 years until the next (laughs) comet anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they find out the thing about you have to marry, you have to fall in love with your enemy, which they interpret as the werewolf. So they start the Cyrano thing. And it turns out through that Tony finds out like, Oh shit, I actually really like that owner. Like, I think she's really cool. And she's like really picking up what he's laying down. Cause she's, it's not coming from this guy she doesn't like. So they kind Mm -hmm. of like get past that and they like each other. Meanwhile, there's another person in the movie. We can figure out what her deal is that Rudolph does not get along with. And it turns out like they're like rivals. Maybe it would work or for like acting jobs, whatever. And they end up falling in love. That's the, that's the enemy. It's not a werewolf mm. in this case, but they interpret it as werewolves because like, oh yeah, vampire shit. It's probably a werewolf. No, it's enemy of the heart, Madison. Enemy of the heart. That's the second mm. most pretentious thing I've ever said. I do like, okay, so my pitch is they definitely yeah. take it and they move to LA then because <laughs> if Rudolph, if, if Tony's trying to become a, a stand-up insult, <laughs> insult comic and uh-huh. also uh, Rudolph is becoming an actor, like mm-hmm. they're in LA for yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, I should probably start our time. I think we're, I think we're getting it. So. Yeah, I'm going to set my, our time for like 20 minutes. That's good. So I think I think the movie starts with like a montage of like them saying goodbye to their parents and everything and are mm-hmm. doing like the whole um, like they're packing up their stuff and they're um, they're 
they're on like a ship or like a plane or something. They're like, fun. I think they're I think they're total like just goofy bros or whatever. Yeah. And they're both moving to L.A. to make it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe maybe in their local town, like maybe um, Rudolph is actually like a really good actor at like the local theater or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jonathan Lipnicki um, is good at insult comedy in their small town. Um, sure. Maybe it's because like he, he knows everybody there so he can riff on people and it'd be like taken with a well heart but and then they're like but when he's out in la it's like i don't know you fucking dude what are you doing like you know like or like um, in the pub in scotland they're all like he can get away like lazier jokes because it'll be like inside jokes at some point but in like the first game in la there's just open heckling like people throwing beers at him and shit because like he's never actually had to perform at an audience that he doesn't know yeah exactly Ooh, something and something breaks or he breaks something like the sign or whatever that gives us an in like during the montage that way then afterwards the club owner can call him like oh hey breaky or something like she can give him some nickname Mm -hmm. like it is the thing that we can establish in a montage that we can reference via dialogue later as like this is the reason right off the bat she didn't like him they never got to know Mm -hmm. each other she just didn't like him because of this gig got it that's good i like that (laughs) what is this movie good i think it's good i think it's pretty good actually it reminds me of like um uh, have you ever seen not the room, but the making the room, the, the one with James Franco, no, and the disaster artist, the disaster yeah. artist? Yeah, kind of reminds me of that a little bit, except okay. like it goes in a very different direction. It's going to go in a very different direction or whatever. Uh, but oh. like their sort of origin story of like basically going moving to L.A. and then like meeting up and then like not being successful at all. Um, um let's talk about rudolph is he yeah. an actor like we said an actor is he going out for like plays or is he coming in like i'm just gonna go straight into tv because like i know especially with a lot of actors it's like you mostly do plays and stuff like it's whatever acting work you can get while you're yeah. trying to break in to the, the tv biz but he's like I again think- like jonathan Lipnicki. he's the hot shot of the scottish town it's like well, yeah. yeah of course i'm gonna like go in and get a part right away yeah i think i think it's that stuff like that it's like maybe he is he he goes into he's like uh goes into an audition um he gets an agent right away and they're like oh they already love you or whatever like mm-hmm. do this and that but like he goes into like the um casting call and he sees literally 100 guys that look exactly like him mm-hmm. right you know um it's like the guitar guy thing at college where if you, yeah. you're in high school you're the guitar guy and then you show up at college where 900 other guitar guys have are also enrolled at the college either way um, I, it, it's just like he's like oh yeah dude i'm tall i'm handsome i've got great hair like i'm gonna nail this and he walks into a room of like a hundred other dudes that look exactly like him yeah yeah um, I like this also because he used to be a vampire or whatever, and he's observed um, humanity for so long. Maybe that's why he's an actor, because it's just like it's just a better job for him. Right. Like or like it just makes sense because he's observed humanity and he's had to kind of like act a -hmm. little bit like, you know, like throughout his life. Yeah, I think that's a good dichotomy of he's actually good at his job. It's just Mm -hmm. the sheer number of people going out for parts and the hustle and grind of trying to be an actor is what's keeping him like he hasn't made a break yet and he just can't get parts because like he's actually pretty good. But so are like the hundred other people in the room. Like there are also just good people out there. But that can add to his frustration. Um, So maybe the rival that we have we set up for him, the rival to love interest is... I mean, there's two options. One, it's an actual person who gets like a lot of like they go up for a lot of the same roles 
and keeps like beating him out for the roles or it's a mm. casting director who just keeps not casting him and like mm. they there's a reason why they don't care like they don't like each other personally and he yeah. thinks that that's why he's not getting cast yeah that could be the thing but like i like the idea of that maybe it's another actor um mm-hmm. or maybe there's another ca- i think that i think a casting director thing would be good too like mm-hmm. there's just this other guy who's always the casting director who just doesn't like rudolph or something like that right mm-hmm. like and uh he, and for some, whatever reason, any anything he shows up with too, but also maybe like I, but I could also see like in those same scenes it being another actor who looks exactly like him or very similar who just keeps beating him out, right? Um, I think that's Ooh. I think that's interesting. What if the casting director is a vampire and mm. is like, I know that you, like, I can smell it on you that you used to be a vampire and it sucks. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I am offended that you were like, it's a curse and I hate this. Like, mm. I, it's fine. Like, I go out in the daytime, like, I wear sunscreen or like, I'm a vampire in LA. Of course, like, I know how to go out in the daylight or whatever. And it's just like, I think it just sucks that you were like, I hate this. I don't want to be a vampire. And I don't know that can also be a position that has some pitfalls in it that they learn to like mm-hmm. not think anymore about it. But it is an angle of why Rudolph specifically is being this person is like anti Rudolph specifically without it being something like, I don't know, I just didn't, I didn't cast you. Well, now, yeah. but, but now we're in love or whatever. Like also the fact that Rudolph spent so long trying to not be a vampire, their mortal enemy being a vampire. Yeah. Also somewhat tracks. Also, I mean, the person, the cast director could also be a werewolf, right? That's true, too. I mean, I think that, and again, I'm not, we can go through it. That cuts away from the idea of, we thought it meant werewolf because they're the mortal enemy of vampires, but it was really just one mm. of my more, like an actual enemy I have as a person. But yeah. if you want to stick with the werewolves being the thing, I'm fine with that. Like, that was my pitch. Yeah. For angle, but I think I think it's like a one. misdirect, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's why. Like, I think maybe, maybe... You said it's like I I smell it on you. Like you may not be a vampire anymore, but I can smell. Like I know you're a werewolf. Yeah. I, I know you're a vampire because I am a werewolf, I, and I can smell I, your kind, even if it's sure. decades behind you. Yeah, it works. Um, but then it could still be the your enemy is yourself or something, or your enemy is like your enemy is um, letting yourself open up or be critiqued or something, or like. Then maybe the misdirect is that the lady who runs the club isn't a werewolf. They're like, mm-hmm. maybe that'd be kind of funny because um, Ru- Rudolph could be like, I, I know, like, I can just tell. I'm not a vampire anymore, but I can just, like, I can tell that she is a werewolf. Okay. I have something. Yeah, go for it. What if, like, they keep following her or whatever? And, uh-huh. like, um, which is very creepy, but, like, mm-hmm. um, they're like, oh, I'm so s- sure that she's a werewolf. And they're like, oh, she goes to this, like, underground club or whatever or something. Or she goes uh-huh. to this underground location. I'm sure they're just, like, murdering people down there. Like, this is fucked up. And Tony is so convinced of this because he hates her so much because of mm-hmm. their relationship at the club, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you find out that... Um, I think I think mm-hmm. maybe eventually they get, like, some convincing evidence. Like, oh, she comes out and she's covered in blood or something like that. Right. And you actually find out that she is part of some underground wannabe vampire club in <laughs> in L.A. Jesus. And so, like, it's just a bunch of, like, goths pretending to be vampires in a club and, like, dancing dancing to rave music while on drugs and shit. Like, um, um, 
Um, I would my pitch for the evidence they find is at some point they're like, okay, we got to know. So they break into her apartment, which is like over the club, mm-hmm. and there's dog hair fucking everywhere, but there's mm-hmm. no dog. And so mm-hmm. later they're like, all oh, the dog. She's like, yeah, I took my dog to the groomer because he was shedding so much in my apartment. Like yeah. they find, so there's, there's no dog, but there's dog uh, hair fucking ever. It's like, yeah, I know. That's why he was at the groomer. Yeah. I think like, I think they like look at the dog. Like I think they mm-hmm. see the dog throughout that movie or whatever. Um, and um oh. at, at, at one point at one point um i don't know if the dog goes missing or something but like um the dog is um what i gonna say i want there to be like oh yeah that that's that's a uh, rufus is it's like oh he has short hair and then they she holds up a picture of him and like this dog used to have like long fucking hair right like it used to be sure. the bushiest fuck it's like a uh, sheba inu that's been shaved Ooh. down I- I guess to my point, it's more they don't know she has a dog because they don't talk to her. And so they okay. break into her apartment. And like I said, there's no dog in the apartment or evidence of dog other than dog hair mm. everywhere. So like proof positive she is a werewolf. <laughs> this is all of her werewolf hair. And then later when they confront her, she's like, yeah, I know that hair is everywhere because he was shedding, which is why I took him to the groomer, which is why he mm-hmm. wasn't in the apartment when they broke in. It is a husky dog yeah and oh yeah at one point at one point they see her go into her apartment and then a dog run out at one point and it's yeah. like oh that's it that's it yeah. that's it at and some she, point she they, goes into her apartment and then they look up and they see the dog looking out the window uh-huh. so they go in and they knock and she doesn't answer and they're like oh shit holy shit it's her she's the oh, dog shit. or whatever she's like yeah i was in the shower in the shower yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> god <laughs> I love this. I love this. Yeah. So but they're also trying to romance her, right? Like, it's uh, just well, like. That's uh, the thing, because if. Yeah, uh, Cyrano. Rudolph is. So I think what we need to settle on now is the romantic art. What part of Tony's personality starts to shine through that's not the insult comment? Oh, I have yeah. this whole. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm sorry. It. Go for it. Fucking beautiful mind it. Go for it. I, I fucking have this whole. So, um, what if it's like the only way to break the curse is to have the heart of a werewolf. And they interpret that as an actual heart. So they're to trying to it. find, to kill it. Beautiful. So they're like, um, so they're like, we're gonna have to kill a werewolf. We need a werewolf heart. Where do we even find a werewolf? And then like, some, I don't know what tips them off that the bar lady is. We start on a full moon. Uh, uh-huh. Something happens on a full moon. She, we, the dog thing happens. Maybe, uh, maybe she'd like leave something in the bar and, Tony's like, I'll take it up to her apartment. Knocks, the door's mm-hmm. open, like it's unlocked or whatever. He comes in, he finds all the dog hair. No sign of an actual dog. She's gone too. It's like, yeah. holy shit, holy shit. I think, like, there's no dog though. And they're like, look, that's you're an idiot. Let's, look, we'll go back tomorrow and I'll prove it to you. That's where we do the scene where she goes inside. Mm-hmm. We see the dog, she doesn't answer or whatever. Or they go in again and she's not there. And I was like, yeah, I went out the back for a smoke or something like <laughs> weird like that. Like, this movie's good. Yeah. What the fuck? How did we do this? Um, anyway. I- we could, there's also a turn on that of like winning the heart so like we could still do mm-hmm. the love thing but also with the casting director who is the actual werewolf right yeah like she keeps denying him denying him and then eventually rudolph does get a bit in a play or something um something that mm-hmm. his like origins were maybe it's like a play he was in back in like and she <clears> goes to that play uh because she saw like maybe she was like maybe there's something i'm not seeing here right um or something and um she he like through his acting she wins his her heart right or something or just like um or, or maybe uh, they could fall in love still a, but, like, a, 
a less contrived. I'm not, I don't mean that about like. I think I a less contrived answer is that they are rival actors and they get cast opposite each other as romantic leads mm-hmm. in a play. And so throughout rehearsals and all of that from the play, they actually like fall mm-hmm. in love in real life. I love the phrasing used earlier though of have the heart of a, of a werewolf, which uh-huh. I think means to like hold it, like have the heart of a vampire or werewolf have. is a very good phrasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that's great. And then the, because uh, I love the climax of this movie <laughs> being they're in the play. The the werewolf actor has wolfed out kind of and in mm-hmm. the middle of the play. And Rolf is now like fangs out, pale skin, full vampire again. Yeah. And everybody's like, wow, this is really avant-garde. And they yeah, end up yeah, kissing yeah. In, the, in the play, in the romantic scene, they kiss and they de-transform or whatever back into people. And they're just like, wow, this is, I love the trope of a play, something happening in a play that's not supposed to happen in the audience believing it's all part of some weird immersive theater experience. Uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah. I love that idea. And like, that just, it's very stupid. This is what a weird movie. Um, what a weird fucking movie. I also like, maybe like when they're, I think initially once they like both realize it or something or mm-hmm. like um, they fight, right? Uh, and then they're fighting on, they're fighting on stage uh, for, uh, for, and that's part of the play. And then the... like, as, as they're, as they're fighting, um, because, because she, he's like, you're a werewolf. I'm going to steal your heart right now. <laughs> and then she's like, no. And then they fight. And then like, yes, okay. they realize, they realize the rivalry. And then like, eventually they, um, this is so good. Like, they, they communicate on like, they're like, they're like, grappling with each other and through that conversation they realize that they actually love each other and then they start kissing and just like oh oh i got it i got it it plays off this perfectly the bar owner who we should name amber amber shows up at the play and was like listen i know that you have feelings for me i know like you've been trying to Mm -hmm. i know you've been for i'm just i don't know if i'm interested like or maybe i'm ready to be with you now and then the other actor who will call uh, mm-hmm. Don Donovan is like, I'm sorry, you were what now? And mm-hmm. it's like, no, that's not what I wasn't. You weren't. Yes. Oh, well, I, oh, so you were like, it's like that scene. Yeah. I haven't seen oh, the okay. full movie, but the scene in crazy stupid love where all like five plot threads uh, come together and it turns yeah, into yeah, like yeah. eight people and St- Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling in a fight at one point. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, like yeah. that where all of the, and then Tony's was like, okay, listen, here's what was really happening with that. And then he and Amber are like, kind of fighting but more like a moment but it's already kicked off with like the where with donovan attacking rudolph and rudolph trying to be like no you idiot i don't love her i love you yeah or but that has to be like the it's because i'm a werewolf isn't it wait you're a what and then it's like i i i have to take your heart like and the it's just like the weird moment where everything mm-hmm. comes together in a moment on stage of this i don't know postmodern retelling of Macbeth. yeah 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 it's like, and then in the middle of it, it's just like, I have to say to save my family. Cause I think it is still the family plot of like, yeah. oh, the crystal's breaking. It, it's going to do my mm-hmm. whole family. It's like, I don't want to, but I have to have your heart. And then she says, you already do. Yeah, <laughs> boy. boy. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Um, I love it. Um, uh, I, Jesus Christ. I think we I, did I, it. I think we uh, did it. I think I we mean, did it. This is, um, we made a far, far and beyond a better movie than, uh, God. than this deserved, but like, I, I really love it. What do we call it? Because I did say that I, the belittlest vampire was the jumping off point for the insult yeah, comic yeah. thing. Uh, we didn't really touch on how he wins, how the Cyrano plot plays out, mm. but I mean, um, yeah, I mean, 
I don't think that's going to be interesting. Rudolph, to Rudolph comes to the bar. He starts getting fed lines by Tony. She sure. kind of digs it. They go on a date. She continues to dig the vibe that Tony's laying down, but Rudolph is presenting. Yeah. Tony doesn't really have a plot thread too much in this, but it's fine. Actually, um, uh, real fast. Now, this is going to take like 30 seconds. Uh, okay. Because she's warming up to what Ru- Rudolph, even though it's Tony's words, as she's encountering Tony throughout like the business mm-hmm. that, that she runs, she oh, starts okay. to like, like, oh, actually, yeah. Like he's, I'm kind of into that actually because of like, because she found out she's into the way Tony does business uh, through sure. Rudolph. As he's talking as himself, she's like, wow, okay, maybe I'm actually into Tony also. And that can be the moment of the day. She's like, I know that you've been like, that you said you loved me, but I actually really am in love with Tony. And you said what to who? And then anyway, that can be the arc. It's fine. It doesn't need to be. We can have like mm-hmm. a, a little bit of a redemption arc or like a little bit of like an evolution arc for Tony in that mm-hmm. like, oh, like the insult thing doesn't work here because I don't know anybody and I don't have that rapport with people. Yeah. Um, and then maybe they're like, uh, maybe like the bar owner, uh, the Amber uh, mm-hmm. was like, why don't you just fucking talk about your life? And mm-hmm. he talks about like how he was bullied as a kid and how he just like grew up in like Scotland and like how it was weird. Like, you know, like, like, it's so weird. like American people eat haggis like this, I don't know. but yeah, Scottish yeah. people eat haggis yeah. like that. Like, um, anyway, <laughs> just Jesus to get back Christ. to the really racist roots of this movie. Yeah. 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 Um, I guess um, it's fine. I think that that works. It doesn't need touching on what we do yeah, need to touch yeah. on is uh, still, what do we call it? What do we call it? Um, Cyrano de Vampire. <laughs> Cyrano de Vampire. Um, the Little Vampire 2. L.A. and loving the, it. LA, like, I was like, L.A. Knights. L.A. Knights. Um, because L.A. Knights is a, is a board game uh, or a tabletop game that is like a, uh, right? Like, I think that it, like. L.A. by Night is the Vampire the Masquerade live stream that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Derek Ishii is in. <laughs> Let's see. I don't even know if it's the little vampire because they're like adults at this point. Yeah, I mean, more it's maybe for SEO, but mm-hmm. the LA vampire, the LA idol, <sighs> Jonathan Lipnicki presents. You know what? I don't think we talk about SEO really because nobody's sure. searching the little vampire. Yeah, that's right. I, I um I bought this movie on YouTube and I'm sorry. Uh, to watch to watch it um. Um, my VPN couldn't find it streaming anywhere for free. Oh. Um, but, um, I was just like, I bet I'm the first person who's ever bought this from YouTube. <laughs> um, of YouTube was like, we own this movie. We own this. Um, okay. Then if we're um, fucking but, over SEO, what do you think? Like Cyrano de Vampire. Um, what about, I'm going to throw this out there again. You mentioned Cyrano de Little Vampire. That's pretty good. I like that. Cyrano. I'd almost say Cyrano de Rudolph, but people are going to think it's a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> I, he also says Crazy Stupid Love, which is a little bit like this, yeah. a little bit. And I'm like, what if it's like Crazy Bloody Love? <laughs> uh, Six hours later. Clawy, stakey love. <laughs> uh, you don't seem to be about this. I don't think you I, like that. I don't think you like this. It seems too torture. It took you too long to come up with it. to feel like it had sure. a lot of energy behind it. It's more just like finding the, the pun. Um, but um, it's not even I'm, really a pun. I'm going to pitch. <laughs> I'm going to go back and pitch for either Cyrano the little vampire or the little vampire colon LA and loving it. 
I don't care. I, if we come up with something else, that's fine. I just want to put on the table. I think so I, far I those like, are my two favorites. I like LA and loving it. Okay. Um, then uh, that's it's a fucking wild tile. Is there something better than LA than and loving or like uh, is there is there something we could do there like in that same cadence or whatever? Sure. But like LA. Because there are sex scenes in this. There are the raunchest sex scenes in this now. Um, I mean, Cyrano. Like, that's Cyrano and loving it. Undead, I guess. Well, that'd be Undead and loving it is pretty much yeah, the title yeah, of the yeah. actual first movie. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, let's do Cyrano to little, the, okay. the little vampire. Okay. Unless there's like another Debergiac thing um, no, that I, I can mean, think of. Not really. Cyrano de little, de little Vampire. Oh, right, there it's, it's so fucking stupid. I mean, we can keep thinking if you want. I just, I was saying of what we'd come up with so far, those were the two I liked personally. I wasn't putting a flag in the sand to say pick one. Cyrano de Vampire or um, Cyrano de... Yeah, I mean, Cyrano de Vampire is fine. I just was thinking it's The Little Vampire and it's like duh, Cyrano de Little Vampire. That's the only reason I put Little Vampire in there, but... You know what? I'm a little bit more about it now that you said that. Okay. okay. So, there you have Cyrano to Little Vampire. Jesus Christ. I, we've already said it. I have to ask illegally, did we do it? We did it. Jesus. We Jesus, did Jesus. It. Jesus can't help us now. That's credits on another episode of The Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. People can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching The Equalizers Podcast, including, mm-hmm. including, including, after, after you, get, you get, after, after, after you get, after you get, after you give blood, after you give blood at the first cross, at the first cross, they're going to, they're going to have you fill out a form. They're going to have you fill out is, a form. That is, um, that is, that is. Um, you're, you're tripping me up. Yeah, now you know what it <laughs> fucking feels like every episode when you fuck with me and I'm trying to spell shit. I don't deal with it the, as good as you do. I know you can take it. I can't. Uh, <laughs> we got it in this episode. When you go get blood at the first aid, mm-hmm. you fill out the form where you say your blood type. It's either O, A, A, B positive, B, whatever the other bloods are. Mm-hmm. And in the bottom of it it asks you if you want to receive your email updates about like your blood results or like any information about your blood and stuff mm-hmm. including in those terms and conditions and stuff and like all the those check marks thing there is like will you be willing to listen to the equalizers podcast you check that and they will email you a link mm-hmm. with your blood results um that says that leads to our pod bean that leads to a Google page of the equalizers. And then you can click on one of the links there and you'll can go listen to our podcast. You can also get in contact <laughs> with us on Facebook and Twitter at the equalizers. Our Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. And we have an Instagram. It is the underscore equalizers. And as always, we spell our blood type E Q U E L I Z E R S like in sequel. Special thanks to the Vanity Boys for our song. You can take it. Special thanks to the Vanity Boys for the song Two Step Strutting off their debut album, Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You can find them on Facebook and Twitter by searching The Equalizers. That's not right. You can find them online by searching Banana Boys. And as always, they spell that B O Y E S like in Oh Yes. Their full album is available on all streaming services now. Next time, Madison, what are we doing? Um, Well, we got to decide that, right? There's one I've kind of wanted to do if you're open to it. 
There was one we were talking about waiting till after. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but there, you said there was one you might want to do. Yeah, um, uh, I've been wanting for a little bit to do a challenge. That's right, an equalizer's challenge. No, God damn you! While talking about doing this movie i threw out a movie called pale blood that was like a detective oh yeah kind of noir i would love to for you to do a noir for us all those getaway Ooh. sticks chicago overcoats gams yeah, yeah all of it um so next time i want you to do for us a sequel that is a detective noir okay for the movie and don't worry it's pretty it's gonna be a pretty natural fit Barbie Dolphin Magic. Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? Barbie <laughs> Dolphin Magic? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, I think it's like 60 minutes. So you have to do okay. a noir sequel. And I, I, I want to stress, I want like some of that good, like get, get them getaway sticks and all of that uh, dialogue. I don't even know what that means. Oh, those are legs. Oh. Okay. You, can find, you can find the slang online somewhere. It'll be fine. I don't, I'm not, it doesn't have to be all written in there. I'm just saying, I want some of that good like a couple detective narrations where they use throwing some of that slang. Okay. Uh, Google search. Hey, hey, Google search noir slang. There is one more thing I'm going to offer you and it is unprecedented in our challenges to tangent away for it from a second. Are you familiar with the movie deep blue sea with Samuel L. Jackson? I think LL cool J's maybe in it. Yes. I've never seen it. So there's a plot point of the movie that they frequently mention sharks cannot swim backwards and hilarious. In the movie, a shark does swim backwards because it's been like whatever. And it's a big like, did that shark just swim backwards? If you work into this pitch, this is not a condition. This is an offer. If you work into this pitch, a plot point or a twist that involves the anatomy of dolphins, something like that about dolphin anatomy, I'll give you two full carnival points. So the condition is Barbie Dolphin Magic Detective Noir sequel. You have to do that. Okay. If you choose to work in the dolphin anatomy twist, two carnival points. So you're not you don't have to. Okay. But it's an opportunity. I think that's a fun okay. way we can throw an extra little bit of heat into challenges without having to just weigh it down with a shitload of conditions. Yeah. This is a truly horrendous challenge. <laughs> um and it is yeah. um so perfect so perfectly horrendous. Uh good job. Oh. Um I am kind of glad because you also have a wish loaded in your pocket. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm 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 glad I'm getting some of your ammunition out. You're a little you're a little overloaded um, and intimidating. Oh, for me. I see. So I had a wish and the challenge in my back pocket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I'm kind of glad that um, you're going to be a little uh, less oh, yeah. less uh, armed against me. Also, way, I know it's only been like six weeks since Mac and Me Two D Six. And it's also mm-hmm. been, we've had three challenges in the last like nine weeks, but also normally mm-hmm. we wait like 16 weeks and I want to start firing some of those bolts a little faster. So yeah, yeah. next time for equals tune in for the detective noir sequel to Barbie dolphin magic. You all have to watch it for equals. It's only 90 minutes until on Netflix to get ready for this. So um, I will say you have to watch this too, yeah. Mike. No, that's, I think frequently with challenges about the book, The Chocolate War, I read in high school where there was like uh-huh. a, a thing of like, we're like a club and the one guy challenges people to do stuff. But if he draws the black ball out of the thing, he has to do it instead. And it feels like that's the sort of dynamic of no matter what I challenge you to do, I have to watch the movie too. So I can't yeah. pick a movie that I don't want to watch because I have to watch it also. Like it's I the like I read The Chocolate War as well. Mm-hmm. I think most I people I feel did. like I did. We yeah. got it in this episode. <laughs> no. 
Okay. We'll, we'll continue until until uh, we run out of space on both of our computers. Great. What was your favorite part of the Chocolate War? I don't really remember. I think I remember mm-hmm. the cover. I think it was called Chocolate War. So I was like, ooh, you know, um, um, I also read like the kid who would be president. And mm-hmm. like they, there was actually like an actual book that about a kid um, who like ran for president. I and remember that one. Yeah. And the the funny thing is, there's like a whole section of just like, you know, there are all these rules to be president, like you have to serve in the military, you also have to be 35 years old. We forgot about all that. Or like they explain away all of it in like one page, which is like, oh, okay. Um, so like, um, it's that I also read the Transal Saga, um, mm-hmm. Hatchet, you know, I liked Hatchet. Um, Hatchet. My favorite um, part of Hatchet was so for the equalizers. I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Knoll. Trantle Saga was like one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, that's Gary Paulson. It's like a time travel sort of thing. But then you find out. Spoiler. Actually, I won't spoil it. You need okay. to read it. To be continued. Goodbye. First take your favorite leg and then you kick it up to your chest. And then you pump your open palms and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is. That's really it. You barely even got to move your butt. Come on, man. Now follow my lead. We'll do the two steps. Come on, dance with me. Thank mm-hmm. you.